So that would slowly drain my energy. Whereas for me, the pay what you can pricing strategy, having a bunch of people join and jump in, like gives me energy. I don't really care if it's $10 or $10,000. Hi friends, welcome back to the Brand Is You podcast with me, Robin Savage. I'm super excited to be connecting with you today about a conversation um, around something new that we're trying in my business right now. And I'm really excited about experimenting with this. I'm excited to come back to you with the findings from this experiment, but you're going to see it as a, as a client, as a as an audience member, as someone in my world, you're going to see me talking about a pay what you can payment structure. So I thought today that I would come onto the podcast and share a little bit of insight into why we made the decision to experiment with the pay what you can payment structure and some of the driving factors behind that decision. So some of my brand values are inclusivity, accessibility, and community. And I've always really valued giving a lot of free content, such as the podcast, the YouTube channel that just kicked off, Spotify playlists, uh, Instagram, social media content, emails, and I even run free masterclasses a few times a year. So I've always really valued giving away free content to really serve the accessibility and inclusivity values in my brand. Now, one thing that I started to notice over time was that the high price points in my product suite, so of all of my offers, the price points that were starting to feel the most unaligned were actually the high price points. So from free offers all the way up to my private coaching offer, which is the most expensive offer, um, there was this huge price range. So when it goes from free to my $55 workshops to $200 courses to the branded mastermind that's $2,000, et cetera, et cetera. So there's this really beautiful range of prices in my business, but it was feeling like there was something slightly misaligned in the pricing strategy that wasn't truly representing my brand values. And so when I sat with this, I sat with my values, I sat with the strategies that I'm using and applying to my business, that payment strategy, that payment model of free, low, mid, high range offers, something still felt slightly off. And so as I was sitting with it, I was thinking, you know, it really doesn't feel good for me that some people have access to some of the information and some people don't. So there's an exclusivity being created in my brand and business because of those high price points. But when I started to think about this, I'm like, I want to be able to give the highest value, the most amount of value to anyone. And right now there's this pricing barrier that prevents some people from being able to access what they need most in this moment to get what they need to move forward, okay? So 
right there, we're creating this exclusivity inside my business model, inside my product suite that said, you can have this because you can afford it, but you can't have this because you can't afford it. And there's something in that that just doesn't feel right to me. So I started to explore this and I started to think like, what what is a way that I can eliminate that exclusivity factor? How can I start to bring in more of a inclusive pricing strategy that gives everyone equal opportunity to invest in my work, to benefit from my work, and to really get what they need in order to move forward, okay? So this is when I started to research and kind of look into the pay what you can um, payment strategy. Started to have conversations with people in my community, other coaches. I started to um, really kind of dissect the strategy itself to look at its weak points and its strengths and what it could offer me or what it could potentially even do to support my brand and business in a positive way. Because one of the things I think that happens with the pay what you can um, pricing strategy is that people automatically assume that you're going to get taken advantage of, right? Well, if I tell people they can pay whatever they want, then people will pay nothing or they'll pay $2 or $5, you know, when the value of that offer is really $50 or $300. So I understand that frame of thinking. Obviously, I understand that we also have to boundary ourselves as business owners in order to feel entirely supported by our businesses, right? This is not a hobby for me. This is a a means to pay the bills, right? It's how I'm going to send my kids to school. It's how we put food on the table. It's how we pay our mortgage. So those essentials need to be covered. And if we look at the pay what you can strategy through a fear-based lens or through a scarcity-based lens, then the fear is that people are going to pay as little as possible for your product or service. Now, While I understand that, I also have a tendency to give people the benefit of the doubt. And what I truly believe is if your brand is giving people enough value, if they perceive your brand as valuable enough, then they will naturally choose to pay more, which is going to support the pay what you can payment strategy because people are actually going to be willing to pay for the value that you are providing. So yes, there's fear and scarcity. Like what if people don't pay me enough? And then there's also this opportunity, right? This opportunity to create a perceived brand value, to create relationships with your audience, to give so much that you're actually inspiring people to pay as much as they possibly can. Some people will pay more than your suggested price because they perceive the value of your brand to be so high, okay? So I started to look at the pay pay what you can payment strategy as a really big opportunity to fulfill my brand values Okay, to bring inclusivity, accessibility, and community even more into my brand by removing that pricing barrier. And there's a few other benefits to the pay what you can 
payment strategy or structure that I wanted to talk to you about today because I think that if we are going to change the systems that we live in, if we are going to change the way we transact, if we are going to deconstruct capitalism, and if we are going to give people fair and equitable chances to receive information, then we've got to be willing to look at the prices we're charging and the pay what you can structure gives us the opportunity to open up opportunities for everyone to access the same information, okay? So I I love the idea that this could work. I love the idea that the pay what you can payment structure could really increase revenue. And if not increase revenue, then at least sustain it because the people who are paying those really high numbers are offsetting the low payments, okay? So we're bringing our revenue back into this equilibrium and sort of stable state. Now, that's what I see as the goal. Everyone has access to the information and people can pay what they can. And the people who can afford to pay more are then supporting the people who can't afford to pay very much, right? So we're, we're, sort, of, we're sort of checking our privilege here a little bit right? We're sort of saying, hey, I've got a lot. How can I help the person who has a little? That to me is the main benefit of the pay what you can structure. But there are a lot of other benefits to this strategy that I'm going to share with you today because I really think that this may support some of your brand values as well when I dive into this a little bit, okay? So one of the things... Um, one of the benefits with the pay what you can payment structure um, that we've already talked about is inclusivity and accessibility, okay? So pay what you can opens up your range of customers, regardless of their financial situation, to access your products and services. So all of a sudden we're saying this opportunity, this offer that was only available to the people who can afford it is now available to anyone. That, in my mind, is a huge win, all right? This inclusivity can help you reach more people, a diverse audience, and a broader audience, okay? This is where we have to get really clear with what our brand goals are. I've worked with many clients who really only want to work with the few. They don't want to work with the masses. So this pay what you can payment structure wouldn't really align with them, okay? Because they don't have the desire to reach the masses or to broaden their audience. But for someone like me who desires to serve the masses, serve the many, this payment structure right away really sounds like it aligns with me because it's going to help me reach more people and broaden my audience, okay? So ask yourself, what are my brand goals? Okay, do I want to serve the one or do I want to serve the masses? And that one brand goal, knowing that for yourself, is really going to change the way you market, promote, and sell your offers. It may even impact your pricing, just like we're talking about today. Okay, so the next thing that a pay what you can structure is going to do for your brand is bring in a varied customer base, okay? Now, this is a bit of an interesting point because often people will price their offers based on the clientele. So if you are just beginning out, then maybe there's a lower price point because the assumption is you're not making enough money to 
purchase something at a higher price point quite yet. And then for someone who's more advanced or someone who's further along on their journey, they may, they may be more willing to invest at a higher price point or they may have more money saved up or they may have higher revenue or whatever it is um, so that they can afford that price point, right? So all of a sudden, now we are removing price as a barrier, which allows us to attract customers who may not have been able to consider your offer otherwise, okay? So we're kind of saying whether you're a beginner, an intermediate, or an advanced, whether you're in this demographic, this demographic, or this demographic, you can now afford this offer, this product or this service, if it applies to you, okay? So eliminating pricing as the barrier is going to broaden our customer base. I think this is something that we really need to be mindful of because we don't want to sacrifice the quality of our work or the potency of our work. So even if you have a a really great offer that is for a, a really advanced business strategist, say. So you've got this business coaching offer, it's for a really advanced business strategist, and you're gonna implement the pay what you can payment structure, you do not wanna change the content that's inside that offer, okay? You wanna actually maybe even get even clearer on what the content is so that people can choose how valuable or how relevant that offer is for them. So people aren't going to be making the choice based on price with a pay what you can structure, but they are going to be making the decision to invest in you based on whether or not the information and the value inside that offer is relevant for them. So this is where your brand messaging, articulation, and the clarity of the offer is going to be super important so that your sole clients can be making informed choices, okay? I know for myself, there are times when I don't buy something strictly because it's too expensive. Now, if we operate under the pay what you can structure, then all of the sudden we are empowering our audience to say, huh, I thought I didn't want that because it was too much money. And now I have the power to choose if that thing is really for me because the pricing barrier is eliminated. It's no longer there. So we're actually giving our audience more buying power. My hope with this is that people will take radical responsibility and put themselves in the places that they need to be, okay? So for example, with that high level business strategy offer, I am not gonna buy that offer just because I can. I'm going to make a really responsible decision for myself and say, do I belong there? Is that really for me? The same way I would go to Zara and try on a dress and be like, nope, that is not my style. That is not my color. That is not it for me, okay? I'm gonna have this same level of discernment. I'm not gonna let the price make my decision for me. I'm going to use my own level of self-knowing to make the best choice for me. So back to the Zara change room, this is when I would say, okay, that dress is not for me. Let me go find the dress 
that is for me, the one that fits just right, the one that feels good, the one that, mm, 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 you know? So this is um, a really big, cool, empowering opportunity for our audience, for our potential customers and clients to be making good decisions for themselves, all right? Now, the next point is really important to me because my clients, my audience, you, really matter to me, okay? I am so motivated by helping people that serving the masses, reaching more people, getting my work into the hands of the many is more important to me than charging really high prices for a few offers to, you know, become profitable or stay profitable. So for me, because my brand goal is to serve the masses and the many, um, and to help people, like to really drive change, to really empower entrepreneurs, to build personal brands, to step into full expression, I want to give as many people as much value as possible. So the pay what you can structure can really support you in building trust and loyalty with your audience, okay? It shows the world, like you care about me, right? You care about helping me. And this can really enhance your brand reputation. All right, so love that for us. Positive brand image is exactly what I was just talking about. So the pay what you can pricing strategy can enhance your brand's image by showing your social responsibility and that you care, your commitment to helping your community and showing up in a real act of service, okay? So one of my favorite things, I'm really excited to play with this, but I also think that the pay what you can pricing strategy will also really promote word of mouth marketing. And here's why I'm assuming that. I'm assuming that because I think, hey, Sally, my friend Robin is running this workshop and you would really love it, but it's a thousand dollars. And if I know that Sally can't afford a thousand dollars, I'm way less likely to refer her to that workshop. I'm even less likely to refer Sally to that workshop if I think she might not be able to afford $1,000, okay? Because I don't, want to, I don't want to make an assumption that Sally has the money to spend or doesn't have the money to spend. So as soon as we remove the pricing barrier from the equation, what happens is that I, as a friend of Sally and as an audience member of Robin, I connect the dots between Sally's desires and the solution that the workshop is providing. And I say, oh, Sally, you should really hop into this workshop because it's talking about exactly the thing you mentioned to me yesterday in our conversation. So now I'm going to talk to Sally and be like, hey, go check out that workshop. And I think... This is a hypothesis, people, but I think that people will be a lot more likely to refer people to offers, products, and services if that pricing element isn't a factor. Because as the word of mouth referee, I know that Sally can choose to pay whatever Sally wants. And isn't that liberating, right? Isn't there a sense of freedom in that? So love that. Okay, this is the last point that I've got 
written down. And I think it's an important one. I don't tend to talk too much about the economy. I don't tend to talk at all about politics or, you know, the world happenings. Okay. But they're happening. The world happenings are a happening. And it's really hard to avoid the hard facts. Okay. And the facts are interest rates are really high. A lot of people are stretching themselves to maintain regular monthly expenses. It's the way of the world right now. And I'm not saying that it's like that for everyone. I'm not saying that it's impossible to make money because it's not impossible to make money. But what I am going to say is this. In times of change, in times of turmoil or collective unknowing, having a pay what you can pricing strategy can really help you continue to serve your audience even when economic situations are uncertain, okay? And for me, because of my brand goal of serving the masses, I would rather get my work in more hands and encourage people to sign up, whether they can pay $25, $75, $100, $200, and sign up and show up and be there, than I would try to sell something for $1,000, 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 because that for me would feel out of alignment and tiring. So that would slowly drain my energy. Whereas for me, the pay what you can pricing strategy, having a bunch of people join and jump in, like gives me energy. I don't really care if it's $10 or $10,000 because the truth for me is that what motivates me is serving people. So the person who paid $10, I know and trust that they are paying what they can in this moment. The person who paid $10,000, I also trust that they are paying exactly what they can in this moment. They're in overflow. They're supporting the person who could only pay $10, okay? So the pay what you can pricing strategy in times like these, in, in uncertain times, in times of crisis or resilience where we're all having to figure things out, I think the pay what you can pricing strategy is a really great way to show your audience that your brand is willing to adapt, that your brand is willing to flow with the times and change and to meet people where they're at, okay? So a couple things that I just want to say about the pay what you can pricing strategy. I'm new to this, so we are, we're literally testing it out for the first time, but create guidelines around the pricing, okay? Create guidelines like how should your pay what you can strategy be used how should people be interacting with it so you get to create guidelines around it you can also set a low like a lowest payment which i recommend so that people aren't paying nothing okay and then lastly if you do choose to experiment with the pay what you can structure just like i am then track it Okay, so we just launched a brand new workshop today, offers and launches, and um, already in the people who have registered for it, we're seeing an even split, 50-50. 50% of the people have paid the suggested price or higher, and 50% of the people have paid lower than that price. So I'm really excited to see how this experiment goes. I'm really in alignment with the idea 
of it. And I think that the curiosity and the feeling of alignment and the feeling of wanting something to work for your business can be enough of a reason to try it out, okay? So when you try something out, like the pay what you can payment structure, you've got to be discerning. You've got to put your business cap on, look at the facts, okay? Is this working? Is it not working? How can I adjust it for next time, okay? And um, get going. Don't be afraid of trying something new. And I hope that this conversation has inspired you to perhaps look up the pay what you can pricing strategy or to log in to my website and see how it feels for you. What are you drawn to pay in that situation? Okay, what? how does it feel? What do you think? Um, and then just allow yourself to get curious in all aspects of your pricing, your marketing, your communication, your brand, your business, your offers, your products, all of those things. I really believe that a level of curiosity in our work propels us forward. Okay. I love you. Thank you so much for watching the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for listening to the podcast in all of the places. We will be live as always next week. And if you did love this podcast and you love the information that you find on the Brand Is You podcast, then go ahead and follow along on YouTube. You can hit subscribe or on Spotify and Apple. You can follow so that you always get notified when a new episode drops. I love you and remember that the brand is you and I'll see you soon.